The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Great is our God. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is a good thing to sing praises unto the Lord, oh, most high. Well, God bless you and good morning to you. Uh, it is such a blessing to be once again here in the house of the Lord and coming to you in your house or wherever you may be, so that we all may worship the Lord together, that we may worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Beloved, be encouraged. This could very well be the beginning of the end of this pandemic. But you know, you got to hold on a little while longer. Amen. It's not going to happen overnight. So I want you to be patient, even with the hopes of two effective vaccines. There's light at the end of the tunnel, but we still have to be vigilant. We still have to be steadfast in everything we do concerning this pandemic. So I want everyone to stay well, be safe, and continue to have faith in God. Amen. Speaking of having faith in God, I, I love saying that because I believe that is not just a mantra, but that is a, the, that's a way to live. That's a lifestyle. Have faith in God. And this morning, I want to talk to you from Mark chapter 11, the gospel of Mark chapter 11, verse 12. 13 and 14, and then we're going to go to verse 20 through 23. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you about have faith in God. And today, I'm calling this message, Form Without Substance. Form Without Substance. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verse 12, it reads, now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree, and seeing a far fig tree having leaves, he went to see perhaps if he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season of the figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Now the 20th verse. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, 
Have faith in God. Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Here we see in Mark chapter 11, where Jesus and his disciples had spent the night in Bethany. And the next day, they left Bethany, but Jesus was hungry. And I thought about that. If Jesus was hungry, undoubtedly, the other 12 were hungry. The other 12 disciples were hungry. Because the Bible doesn't indicate that anybody broke the fast. By the way, that's what the word breakfast means. It means you're breaking the fast. And now some folk, you, you don't need breakfast if you're eating throughout all the night. So you don't need breakfast. But breakfast is for those who are ready to break the fast from the last evening or the last night. Now, according to Luke chapter 12 and some other places in the gospel, we see that Jesus had a pattern of sometime praying all night. And then he would sometimes rise early in the morning, ascend to a mountain to pray to the Father. So I can understand how he was hungry. And he wasn't just marginally hungry. He had to be very hungry. I recall our days in the church in Minneapolis where I met my wife. We would have fasting and prayer. We'd be shut in, fasting and praying every year, sometimes for seven days, sometimes for 10 days. But I'll never forget when the fast was almost over. We would be so hungry. And as our custom was there, everybody brought a can of soup. And the soup was just poured into this gigantic vat, this gigantic pot, and we called it unity soup. And, and people used to say, please, nobody, don't bring any split pea. Because split, split, pea pea, split pea soup messed up the flavor of the entire pot. But everybody would bring their can of soup after we broke the fast, and let me tell you something, that soup was so good because we all were hungry. Jesus was hungry. And he saw from afar a fig tree, and the fig tree was adorned with leaves. So he went to see if he can find something on it. And when he came upon the fig tree, he saw that there was no fruit. So in response, Jesus cursed the fig tree. And then the next day, his disciples saw that the words he spoke to that fig tree had come to pass. That fig tree had dried up from the roots. Peter said, Master, look, the fig tree that you curse, it has withered up from the roots and, and, and died. Jesus said to Peter, have faith in God. 
Now, Jesus took this opportunity to make this fig tree an object lesson about having faith in God and what having faith in God really means. And this is what I want to share with you today. What does it mean to really have faith in God? Well, one thing it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you're to be like this fig tree. You're to be adorned with leaves, but yet you have no fruit. To have faith in God is not to have form without substance. It is first and foremost having substance in God. So like the barren fig tree, some people make a show of things that they really don't have. They have form, but they have no substance. My oldest brother, God rest his soul, he worked at a major automobile parts manufacturer in Toledo, Ohio, where I grew up at. And they would pay their employees on Friday. My brother, when he cashed his check, he would ask the bank, the teller at the bank, to give him just a few large bills, to give him mostly $1 bills. And my brother would take the $1 bills and wrap them and fold them inside of a few large bills, and then he would show off his bankroll. He would show off and make you think that he really had it going on. He had a lot of money, but he was still living at home in the back room at mama's and daddy's house just like I was. So he had form, but he didn't have any substance. There's a lot of people that may wear an expensive jewelry or even a Rolex watch. And they'll flaunt that expensive piece of jewelry. But some of those people don't have a pot to pee in, if you will. Or a window to throw it out of. Then how many people driving around in high-end luxury cars, very expensive cars, and yet they're sleeping on somebody's couch? How many people are styling and profiling, but they can't make the rent payment. They have form without substance. The Bible says in that Proverbs chapter 25, verse 14, he who boasts himself of a false gift, he is like clouds and wind without rain. Clouds and wind without rain. In other words, when you boast yourself of a false gift, you don't have any substance. How many people want somebody to believe that they are a prophet or they have the gift of prophecy or they have some other spiritual gift when in fact they don't have a gift at all? They'll get business cards made up, get the names printed on it, and even get a fancy title put on those business cards. But the truth is they have no substance. When you function, your definition follows. If there were figs on the tree, Jesus would have saw the figs. But the fig, the tree, had no figs. The tree only had leaves. And some people have nothing but leaves. They boast themselves of a false gift. But they're nothing more than clouds and wind without rain. So here we see the barren fig tree was adorned with leaves. It promised fruit. 
Then it deceived those who came to it for fruit. What deception. But Jesus cursed the fig tree. Now understand Jesus was hungry. And by the way, that was bodily hungry. Bodily hungry. You see, it isn't a sin to be hungry. Hello, somebody. You get hungry sometime and you're ready to eat. And some folk, they don't want you to mess with them when it's time to eat. Huh? Leave me alone, I'm eating. Jesus was hungry, bodily hungry, and he was ready to eat. So why did Jesus curse the fig tree? Why did Jesus curse the fig tree? I believe that Jesus cursed the fig tree because the fig tree had form without substance. Form without substance. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 33 tells us that the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. But he blesses the habitation of the just. So what was wicked about this tree? There was nothing just about this tree to be adorned with leaves full of green foliage. But yet when you came upon the tree, there were no figs. Now Mark pointed out in his gospel said even though the times of figs was not there, it, will, it, will, it wasn't quite fig season. But even when it's not quite fig season, if the fig tree bear leaves, there are always small figs on the tree. But this tree had no figs. So Jesus cursed the fig. It was a wicked representation. We make a, rip, a wicked representation every time we think that form is more important than substance. Huh? He cursed that fig tree because, as I said earlier, he was bodily hungry. The tree showed a promise of fruit, but there was no fruit. And the standard in the kingdom of God is much fruit. John chapter 15, verse 5. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, he shall, the same shall bring forth much fruit. That's the standard in the kingdom of God is to bring forth much fruit. But yet this fig tree had no fruit. So this fig tree absolutely. It represented hypocrisy with a boastful falsehood. Hypocrisy. What is hypocrisy? Hypocrisy isn't telling somebody something and doing something else. That's lying. Hypocrisy is pretending. It's play acting. And it's high time that the people of God stop pretending. It's high time that the people of God stop play acting. It's time out for these, these boastful falsehoods. And God wants us to be real. And to be real is to have the substance. And not have form without substance. So this fig tree represents hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is a form of wickedness. This fig tree represented a boastful falsehood. It was boasting. If it had leaves, it was boasting, I have fruit. But yet it had no fruit. Glory to God. So Jesus showed his anger. And he cursed this tree. I believe we can see that he shows his anger toward religious 
forms without substance. Huh? Second Timothy chapter three, verse five, the apostle Paul said to Timothy in verse one, he said, he says, you're to know this, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Then in verse five, he said, men would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power thereof. And he says, from such, turn away, turn away from that wickedness. For the same reason Jesus cursed the tree, the barren fig tree, we ought to turn away from those who have form, but they have no substance. They have a form of godliness. They got their praise just right, the hallelujahs just right, the hand clap just right, the dancing, the shouting just right. But they can't stand on the word of God. They can't believe God, take God as word. In the face of challenge, in the face of the enemy, they melt. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. From such, Paul told Timothy, turn away. What we need to understand, beloved, is that form without substance will never satisfy your hunger. Never satisfy your hunger. Particularly your hunger for the things of God. It isn't enough to desire the things of God. Want to be used of God, but yet you settle for the form. It isn't enough to look like a preacher. You need to be called to preach. It isn't enough to talk and act like you're anointed. You need to be anointed. So form without substance will never satisfy your hunger for the things of God. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Jesus says, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. There's a blessing in being hungry. But be hungry not for the form, be hungry for the substance. I don't want to just look like I have something. I want to have it. And I want to have it to the glory of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what is the substance? What is the substance? What is the substance? Well, we know what it isn't. It isn't looking good like the fig tree, the barren fig tree. It looked good. It was adorned. Beautifully with foliage. But it had no figs. So what is the substance? It isn't looking good. It isn't talking good. What is the substance? The substance is faith in God. And this is what Jesus took that opportunity to teach his disciples. He taught them when he cursed the fig tree that the substance was to have faith in God. You can have faith in God while you're waiting on God to manifest the substance because the substance is faith in God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let's break that down. The writer of Hebrews says that faith is always now. Faith is always substance. Faith has evidence. 
So you don't need to settle for form without substance. Now faith is the substance. What is substance? Substance is the title deed. It's the confirmation of what we're believing for. So we don't have to try to fake it until we make it. Substance is that title deed. If you have the title to a house, that's your house. If you have the title to a car, that's your car. And if you have the title to what God has said, you have the substance. Glory to God. Now faith is the substance. It is the confirmation. It is the title deed of things that we hope for. And the evidence, the evidence, the conviction, the assurance, the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. So Jesus told his disciples, have faith in God. Faith in the substance of God is when you direct your belief in God and not in the object of your desire. So many of us are believing for something, but we believe in the object of our desire rather than believing God. It's not enough to say I'm believing God for money, but your faith is really in money. It's not enough to say you're believing God for anything, but so many of you, your faith is in your employer. Your faith is in your paycheck. We need to put our faith in God. That is the substance. When we put our faith in objects that we desire, then we have succumbed to having form without substance. The substance is faith in God. When Peter saw that the fig tree had dried up, Master, look, the fig tree that you curse, it is dried up from the roots. Jesus responded and said, have faith in God. For I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea. And do not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things that you say shall come to pass. You will have whatsoever you said, even if you don't see it, even if it hasn't been manifest, you have the substance because your faith is in God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Your faith is in God. So faith in God is the substance. Let me say it again. Faith in God is the substance. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to play act. I don't have to try to fake it before I make it. Because my faith is in God that I have made it according to his word, according to his promise. And thank God for faith. Every one of us, we have faith. This is what Jesus said to Peter and his disciples, have faith in God. Why would he tell them to have faith if they couldn't have it? And I'll deal with this more next week, Lord willing. He didn't say get faith. He says have it. Too many people are busy trying to get faith when God wants you just to have it. And to have it is to have him in the center. Glory to God. To have it is to make him the object of your belief and not things or even people, but God. Paul said to the Romans in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, 
For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt everyone, every man, the measure of faith. We all have it. We all have the substance. We need to rely on the substance, draw from the substance. And not just settle for nothing but leaves. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, Genesis chapter 1, when we think about why did Jesus really curse his fig tree, well, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, and God blessed them, it says. He blessed Adam and Eve. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Then in verse 29, he says, See, I have given you every herb bearing seed upon the face of all the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed, for you it shall be your food. So Jesus had a right to curse this tree because this tree had fallen out of God's design. It had fallen out of God's purpose, his plan. His plan were for trees to have fruit and to have fruit that would bear seed for more fruit. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. You want to know what you can eat? Well, God says you can eat anything, any herb to bear seed. And many of the foods that make us sick right now is because they don't bear seed. They don't bear seed. Think about it. Technology foods, so many technology foods that we consume, they eventually make us sick because they're not seed bearing. See, the life is in the seed. So God has given us every herb to bear seed. He's given us every tree whose fruit yields seed as well. Because life is in the seed. Glory to God. There go junk food. <laughs> Some people you say, don't mess with my junk food, Pastor. I love my junk food. Amen. But it doesn't bear seed, therefore it doesn't really promote life. Glory to God. So faith in God is the substance. In closing. So when you really think about this, what did the fig tree really have to do with faith? What did the fig tree have to do with faith? But yet Jesus took that opportunity to teach his disciples about faith. Well, by faith, God is able to accomplish things with ease that are most difficult in life. And many of us have faced some difficult things, some difficult times, but God is able to accomplish that. And thank God he's given us the substance by giving everyone, he's done to every one of us, faith, a measure of faith. Faith is a means to deal with and remove difficulties in life. That's the substance God has given us. So we never have to pretend, we never have to lie. He's given us faith. And faith is the substance of things yet to be manifested. Let me say that again. Faith is the substance of... 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.